0: You can have fun in church, can't you? Amen. God, I, I, you know, uh, there's nothing like Pentecost, and a Pentecostal church that loves to worship from the back of the church to the front of the church. Amen. Sitting in the back's no excuse not to worship. Praise the Lord. Mm, glory to God. I, I, I've got this message, I think, for the church today. And I'm thinking, do I really want to preach this today? Such a sweet spirit in here. But maybe that means you're ready to receive something. That's what worship is about. Lord, make me ready to receive your word. Bible says we're saved by the preaching of the word. It's through preaching that conviction comes. It changes us. To the eastern mind, conviction came from the outside. It didn't come from the inner conscience. It came from those that you respected that preached to you and told you and taught you, your elders. Amen. And so Revelation chapter 18. Revelation chapter 18. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful God. That's the sound of life crying, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad our church is growing? That's our newest member. Amen. Praise God. We're happy for it. Revelation 18. say, oh boy, he's going to Revelation. Mm. Glory to God. I'm going to start with verse 1. I'm reading from the King James Version today. It says, After these things I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen. Is fallen. He repeats it twice. Twice is fallen is fallen and is become the habitation everybody say habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird you may be seated I, feeling my way through this uh, message and putting it together, I feel like it might be a message to the church. If you're a, a guest here, um, everything may not be for you, amen, but we want you here. We want you to be a part of us, praise God, And but sometimes even the church needs to hear something amen I like to title this today habitations everybody say habitations just one word habitations which means the state or process of living in a particular place habitat we use the word the condition of your habitat everybody say that might be my house might be this church but the condition of your habitat will be the determining factor of what lives there you get what I'm saying let me say this the condition everybody say the condition of your habitat will be the determining factor of what lives there. What you are going to draw to you, in other words. This city called Babylon in Revelation chapter 18, which I won't get into prophecy too much, but I believe is typifying the city of Jerusalem. If you want to question me afterwards, you're more than welcome to, but that is in, in my mind, he is talking about Jerusalem because later on in the chapter talks about where the prophets were killed. Amen. And Jesus said that they had killed the prophets. Amen. And and so I believe Babylon is typifying Jerusalem. And, and, and Jerusalem fell. Now, it fell after Revelation 18 was written. Jerusalem fell in 70 AD, was completely wiped out it was the worst thing that had ever happened to Israel in its history or has ever happened in its history. Amen. And when she fell, the point I'm trying to bring out is, and when she fell, so did the condition of her habitat. The angel cried out, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And when it fell, then the habitat changed. And when the habitat changed, it drew devils. It drew hateful birds. It drew those things which were unclean, if you please. Amen, if I can put it that way. Because its habitat fell. The city had fallen. Amen. And because it had fallen, it made the atmosphere ripe for disease and death and despair. Amen. Because the city had fallen. Folks, just having a healthy habitat... Will keep a lot of problems away. There's a reason for cleanliness. It was in Europe in the Middle Ages when they used to throw their garbage right out their front doors into the street and it was to wash down the gutters everybody did this in Europe except the Jews that lived in Europe because they were taught to take their garbage away because of the habitat of what it draws garbage draws rats and, and, and when it began to draw the rats in the city, they understand now that it was the rats who were carrying disease because of the filth. And because it was filthy, then the fleas began to bite the rats. But the fleas, or have you ever been bit by a flea? And it was the fleas that bit humans that began to pass the bubonic plague To the humans and disease and despair hit europe like they had never seen or maybe even seen since but it was so bad it the black plague they called it or the bubonic plague wiped out half of europe they died because of the condition of the habitat that they were living in and what it drew into their living quarters amen praise god filthy conditions filthy living somebody say amen Amen. you know city code cities have codes for reasons what would happen if they didn't take our garbage away you don't think the garbage man deserves good pay you try living with your garbage He deserves every penny he gets because he's helping the city keep disease away and rats away. I I can remember when we first bought this lot here. This was just a field. and, And the field was grown up about this high, about this high with weeds. And we were needing to mow it. And the city called me and says, we want you to mow that. And we want it mowed by tomorrow. That's we're going to send somebody out there. And you're going to have to pay for it. And it's going to cost you a lot more. Well, I knew they were picking on us. Because they did not want a church here. And the other guy thought, why didn't they make the other guy mow that owned it? I just signed for the property. And so I called up the city mayor and I said, listen, we want to mow that lawn. I can't get somebody out there tomorrow though, but I'll get somebody out there by the end of the week. I said, but I want you to know, I think you ought to give us the same uh, warning as you would give everybody else. And of course he said, yes, sir, pastor. He said, "Uh, I don't know why they did that. Well, I know why they did it because they were mad because we got this land, (laughs) And so he called that guy up. I won't give his name because we're good friends now. But but he said, he said, uh, he called me up and he apologized to the church for he had to get it. He said, we will give you the same amount of time as we would give anybody else. That's okay, right? And we want to be good citizens. But I understood when I mowed this field, and we, we got a lawnmower and I started mowing it, and I could not believe the rats. I'm talking big rats that were living on this property right where you're sitting. Rats. And they were, I don't know, I might have killed some, you know, and they were running and they were fleeing and and, and there's a reason we had to keep the lawn short. Because if you don't, you create a habitat are pests you draw things you don't want to draw how many members you know mom and dad kids want you to keep the lawn mowed because they don't want they don't want pests to be drawn to the house you know i was before the day of weed eaters we didn't we didn't uh have a weed eater to do the lawn we got on our hands and knees and pulled the weeds around the house we were the weed eaters then I remember seeing these people, they had these things that would pick up the grass, you know, as they mowed, it would put it in the bag as they were mowing. I said, Mom, why don't we get something? She says, I've got bag picker uppers. <laughs> you do? Where? She says, I'm looking at one. <laughs> oh, Mom, going you know. But, <laughs> but we had to keep that lawn mow. We had to keep those weeds down. You got to keep that house clean. Can somebody shout amen, somebody? <laughs> it's the habitat will determine what is attracted to that habitat my parents have a cellar it's it you got to go from the outside uh, to get to it then you you open the door and it's called we call them basements up there they don't really have basements here but up there usually everybody has a basement we we our house is probably the oldest house in kent It's well over 100 years, I believe, built in 1876. And um, it was a farmhouse, uh, been added on to, but it was a farmhouse. And and so consequently, they didn't go from the, back then they didn't build it conveniently where you could go from the inside down the basement, you had to go around. So we got hit by a tornado in 1973, and consequently we couldn't get to the basement (laughs) because we couldn't get outside (laughs) to get to it and 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 so you go out and you you lift that and it's dark and it's damp and it's musty and you go down in there and the girls don't like to go down in there because you know what's down in there little spiders spiders Uh, not rats, but mice. Mice are down there. It's just not a place you really want to spend a lot of time in. Because of the darkness, because of the dampness, because of the the mustiness, it attracts mice. It attracts spiders. It attracts those bugs that we don't like be around. Amen. I used to pile our grass up when we mowed it in a big pile and then we would use it as like fertilizer around our our plants but inevitably when that when that grass would begin to decay it puts off heat snakes are cold-blooded they like heat and so I'd uncover that thing I knew what I was going to find there And, and I would find hundreds of garter snakes just Just oh habitat, <laughs> habitat it drew death, decay, stench, draws things you don't want. Amen, draws that old serpent i couldn 't resist it, Brother Thompson. I caught one of those things. one of those garters It's a garter snake. Get it, and I got it. I said, I got him, and I got my sister. I'm losing them, brother. <laughs> I've grown up since then, but I, I started chasing them, chasing her with that snake. She fell in the gravel, hurt herself. I mean, she was scared. I didn't realize she was so scared of it. They won't, really won't hurt you that bad. A garter snake won't. Amen. <laughs> but it's the habitat. Go to Romans. Can you pull up that scripture in Romans? Let not sin therefore reign. Everybody say reign. It's talking about living in your mortal body. That you should obey it in the lust thereof. Go on brother. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. But yield yourselves unto God. Everybody say yield yourself unto God. As those that are alive, everybody say alive, from the dead. In other words, you're not dead any longer. Dead bodies draw maggots. Dead bodies draw vultures. Amen. Deadness draws things you really don't want around. He said don't live like that. Don't let this habitat be like that. But be alive in righteousness and your members as instruments of righteousness unto you. God, I'm here to tell you, church, righteousness. What is righteousness? It's right living. It's living right. Can you say amen? Amen. It's doing those things you know to do. Keeping this temple clean, if you please. Praise God. That draws the presence of the Lord. That habitat draws good things. But when you live in sin, it draws death. It draws pests. It draws things that you don't really want to live with. But can I tell you, it's your responsibility what kind of habitat you want to live in. Quit blaming somebody else. You want to get rid? Listen. You see, I need a change in my life, Pastor. I don't know why all this. Why can't I find a good man? Why can't I find a better pick on the men too? Why can't I find a good woman? Well, what are you drawing? What is your habitat like? <clears throat> got quiet. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Swamp living attracts swamp creatures. Swamp living attracts swamp creatures. You want to get rid of the alligators? You wanna get rid of the snakes? Then you have to drain the swamp in your life. I'm getting to the point I don't have to have backup anymore, I'm just gonna preach it, please. One woman told me she says, I I just don't know why I attract men that drink. I said, well, quit going to the bars looking for a man. Yeah. What do you think you're going to attract? I, I really want to meddle a little bit. I don't know whether to keep preaching or meddling a little bit. You know, if you dress like, and I'm going to use, I'm going to use, I'm going to use new tech, terminology. It's, it's usually not the way I talk, but I think it'll make a point. And I think I'm going to get it right if I don't correct me, okay? If you're going to dress like a hoochie mama, <laughs> did I get it right? What kind of man do you think you're going to attract? What kind of man? Do, you know, come on. Come on, church. You want to attract a good man, you be a good woman, praise God. You want a man that just wants you for what you can give him physically, or do you want somebody to love you, body, soul, and spirit? Can you shout amen, somebody? (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. You'll be surprised what will leave when you start cleaning things up. Creatures don't like light, those, those bad creatures. They don't like cleanliness. Amen. They're looking for dirty places. They're looking for dirty minds. Amen. They're looking for those habitats where they can dwell. But you start cleaning this up, honey. Amen. And you'll be surprised what begins to leave. And they might come around. Every once in a while we might get something in this church. But Sister Estrada does an awesome job and her children in keeping it clean. Let's give her a hand. Praise the Lord. Thank you for the awesome job you do. Now, every once in a while, and a lot of things just stay away because it's clean here. But I'm here to tell you every once in a while, a snake might get in, something might get in. Amen. Let me tell you something church every once in a while there might be somebody slithers in here whose motives aren't right but I guarantee you if this place is clean hallelujah we've got the right atmosphere they won't want to stick around they won't want to stay here they'll want to leave because it's not their kind of habitat come on somebody let's praise him right now clap your hands and praise the Lord Oh, we need an atmosphere of praise. We need an atmosphere of worship. Hallelujah. We need to drain the swamp. And I'm not talking about Washington, D.C. I'm talking about in our lives. I tell you what, when I started cleaning things up in my life, they made fun of me a little bit. The long hair went, praise God i looking like a goody two-shoes. So the drug addicts that I hung around before, amen, didn't want to hang around me anymore. Those creatures that thought they had a place right here and a friend right here found out, I don't go there anymore. I don't do that anymore. I don't live like that anymore. And they started slithering away, Sister Tatum. Hallelujah. I tell you, cleaning up will drive a lot of things away. Sometimes we've got to examine ourselves. And that's hard to do. Amen. And, boys, if all you're marrying her for is her body, I'm just going to tell you something. If you're planning on staying with her, chances are she's going to get older. Do I need to say anymore? And it's going to take more than looks to keep. It's going to take more than, you know, unless you're just going to. And, and honey, if all, she's, if, he, if all he's marrying you is for your body and that's the way you want him, don't be surprised when he leaves you for a younger body. Amen, somebody. I said I'm preaching to us today. <laughs> You say, well, where are you getting this from? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, What? Know you not that your body is the temple? Everybody say temple? It's a habitat of the Holy Ghost. When they, when they allowed in the Old Testament the temple to, to, to go down and decay, it drew all kinds of corruption. Amen. Thank God for those kings that would clean it up. Your your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which you have of God and you are not your own. This doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. It's God's temple. Can I say it this way? Individually and corporately. Now, how would you like it, brother, if I rented a house from you and I took some scraping on that house without your permission and just began to put some nice graffiti on it? Would you appreciate that? Evacuate, huh? This don't belong to you and me. We don't get to do with it what we want. Well, it's my body. And you know, that what we hear, my body. No, it's not. Not if you belong to God. It's God's body. It's either God's body or Satan's body, you know. I want to belong to God. It's God's body. It's God's temple. And I'm going to say this with all due respect. Not to anybody that's come in the church this way, but you that are in the church. Amen. He doesn't want graffiti on it. Can I still preach that in a Pentecostal church? Your body is a habitation. For you, verse 20 says, for you are bought with a price. Jesus Christ's blood bought you. Therefore, now here it is, glorify God in your, huh? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I I feel like I'm getting a couple languages. (laughs) In your what? That's what it says, isn't it? body glorify God in your body how do you do that I'll tell you specifically what he was talking about in this scripture was fornication amen don't give your body to anybody and sleep around with them You say, do you really need to preach it? We need to hear it. If Paul's talking to the church there about this subject, we need to hear it. Amen. You don't give your body to anybody because it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. amen that's what he's specifically talking about in this scripture right here but more than that it doesn't belong to me i want to glorify god in my body and then it says and in your spirit which are god's it's his habitation it's his habitat amen and when the holy ghost comes in it needs to start driving that darkness out Now, some people might be might get the Holy Ghost, but that doesn't mean they're full of the Holy Ghost. Bible talks about being full, uh, Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost. There's a difference between being full of the Holy Ghost because when you're full of the Holy Ghost, it drives everything out. When you have the darkness of hatred in your spirit. When you have the darkness of prejudice in your spirit. When you have the darkness of jealousy and pride. Amen. In your spirit. There's a reason that those things are attracted to you. Amen. You attract creatures like that. Like anger. When you've got jealousy. When you've got envy when you've got pride you attract creatures like anxiety like anger like depression like aggression like suspicion amen these things start to move in bitterness amen come on now I'm talking to this bitterness sarcasm just this spews out of us these things start to move in and make a habitation in your mind and in your spirit. And I'll tell you why. Because it's where you're living. It's where we live oftentimes. Amen. Can I, I you know, I said, okay, Lord, where is this? And it, it, he says, what? Tell them about the children of Israel. So I wrote it down. I didn't know if I was going to tell it or not, but better tell it to you. The children of Israel, when Moses took them out of Egypt and they began to wander in the wilderness, the Bible says they got mad at Moses because he wasn't going the easiest way there was to go. Oh, we like easy, don't we? Amen. And they begin to, what they begin to do? Murmur, grumble, and What? and then their spirit they begin to murmur and they begin to complain come on I'm talking to somebody who just, just can't find anything good about the church can't find anything good about your your Christian friend there neighbor or unless it's somebody that agrees with you on everything you know this is wrong that's wrong this, if they do this if they do that don't, don't, don't. and you might be right it's just your attitude stinks Amen. <laughs> and so, and, and they begin to murmur and they begin to complain. And you knew what was drawn into the camp? Poisonous snakes were drawn into the camp and they begin to bite them, and people began to die because they're murmuring. Their spirit brought death, the habitation is what drew. And when you've got a church that's murmuring, when you got a church that's complaining, when you got a church that's critical, when you got a church amen, that won't worship, when you got a church that sits on your hands, amen, when you've got a church that comes sometimes, doesn't come, amen, they're not consistent, amen. Let me tell you what it's going to draw. It's not going to draw things we want, but praise God when you've got a church that loves to praise Jesus, that says we can make it if God be for us who can be against us I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me praise God and if they walk through the doors we welcome here cause we know there's a God that can clean them up I'll tell you an atmosphere of worship I drive a lot of bad spirits away drive them away. Woo! Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says in Philippians 2:5, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. Its attitude. Hallelujah. What was Jesus? Christ lived in a habitat of serving. Christ lived in a habitat of obedience. Bible says even unto death they could take his life, but they couldn't take his joy. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you want to attract peace, if you want to attract joy, if you want to attract hope, if you want to attract faith in your life, then you have to create a habitat for them. That's why Jesus always had to drive the demons out. said, don't leave it empty. Fill it. Amen. Hallelujah. That habitat. What wants to live there? Mm. Time to get rid of our negative thinking. Time to get rid of our critical spirits. You have to create. Everybody say, I have to create. God's not going to force you to do it. No more than I can force you to clean your house. I'll tell you what, I've been in some houses. I worked heating and air, so I had to go to a lot of houses. There was one house stacked with newspapers and magazines and boxes. Yes, huh? And you had to, they had a little path for you to walk through. To get, and He had an air conditioner. It was in Houston. I was in Bible college. He had a big air, wall air conditioner. It was frozen. You know what that means, Tim. It means low on refrigerant. But this thing was so dirty. Sometimes it can be dirty and they freeze up. But it was too big for me. I'm just little. Too big for me to get out. It was huge. So I had to call. another guy we had a crew that would do that sort of stuff the weeds were this tall in the yard and I called him and and they sent him out I had to leave and go on another call my number was 28 I still remember my number 28 hey number 28 yes 28 go ahead that's when we had ham radios yeah 28 go ahead and all he said was thanks I knew, I knew what he meant. But I was glad to be leaving that place. And he didn't want to go into that habitat. But he made it. Praise God. You got to drive those things out. Sometimes you got to do it right here at an altar of prayer. Hallelujah. As we learned at that brazen altar. That's where we die to ourselves. Empty ourselves. Oh, God. Amen. This is what you have to do. You have to replace that habitat with good things. Everybody say, good things. Philippians 4, would you get it? Verses 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Make your, uh, uh, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God. Everybody say, the peace of God. That's what's going to come. Which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now listen. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, what are you supposed to do? Thank, fill your habitat right here that's between your ears. Fill it with and you'll be surprised the blessings that begin to attract and come your way hallelujah I'm talking about habitations I want to create a habitat in my life that brings the blessing of God because it's the enemy that feeds on discontent. He feeds on disunity. He feeds on dishonesty. Grumbling and complaining bring those creatures of the enemy that we don't want. The Bible talks about every hateful bird, vultures, coming down, picking at your flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. What kind of habitat do we want Life Tabernacle to be? Oh, God. I'm ready. brother the pew. I'm not sure what town he was pastoring in, but... I remember him coming my first year of Bible college, Brother J.T. Pugh such a highly respected. He's gone on to be with the Lord, but he was very highly respected in our organization. Man, he said, and I took a church, with T. He said, and in that church, it had two sides. He said, and uh, an aisle down the middle. this side didn't talk to this side. And he said, there was no way with that kind of spirit would we attract anybody. And yet God loved those people. He said, I didn't run him off. I didn't say, get out of here. He said, I began to preach the word of God to him. I began to preach Jesus. I began to preach forgiveness. He began to preach unity. (laughs) He said, I would preach those things loving your brother. Months passed. But I kept preaching. I think there's a scripture that says his word won't come back void. He said until one Sunday. In the service. A brother on this side. Walked over to a brother on the other side shook his hand and they embraced. And when that one made the move, the others came together. And that spirit of disunity was driven from that church. And when that was driven out of that church, praise God, revival came and it drew people i thank god i've got the privilege of pastoring i think some of the greatest people in the world i and i genuinely say that people that i believe love god and love others i didn't say we're not perfect because i ain't perfect but i believe there's a genuine and i thank you for the atmosphere you create in this place and I think we, we can just take it up and keep taking it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you what, those that come around and want to cause disunity, one lady said, and you were there in the meeting and one of the pastors was talking about said a new lady came into the church and she started gossiping about some other pastor and she just told them, we don't do that around here we don't do that around here why because we want to attract those good things praise God praise God praise God you say but it's true some people like to go well it's true it ain't gossip it's true well you know there's a lot of things about me that's true that I really don't want you to know about my past Hallelujah. Do I have another witness on now? Hallelujah. I'm not saying we ignore things, but I'm saying we create an atmosphere <laughs> of healing, of salvation. You'll be surprised what it'll attract and what it'll drive away. Like I said, they may come in, but they see they can't get away with it. They won't stay because it's not their kind of habitat. Will you stand with me today? What are you creating today? In your homes, in your life. In your church? Are you created habitat for life? Or as Roman says, for death? What are you drawing? Does this altar draw you today? If it does, why don't you just step out? Say, Lord, create in me. David said it this way: Search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me, Lord. He went him drive it out so that he could be our habitat for the presence and the peace and the love of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You start changing your habitat, you're gonna be surprised what happens in your life. It's more than just positive thinking. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. It's a principle, praise God. Hallelujah, 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 you need it. You need it. But you see hope. Could you see, beautiful. He sees what we can be. And your If we allow him. Be. You so might be broken. Be. Your habitat may not be so great right now. But if you'll let the broom of the Holy Ghost come in, if you'll let the Spirit of God come There's in. There's nothing too dirty. Say, Lord, you take my life.